0: Thanks to our good friends at Cry Malt, this is the weekly podcast that proves that beer is a conversation. I'm your host, Matt Kierkegaard. Have you ever noticed that there are some breweries that you always see around? Whether it be constantly popping up in your social media feed, hearing your friends talk about it, or just seeing it all over the taps at your local good beer venue. Then there are the ones that just seem to quietly go on doing their thing. You don't hear much about them, and when you do, you think, I really should go and check them out. This week's conversation is actually a memo to myself to do just that. Check them out. I had been hearing about Sunshine Coast's Ten Toes Brewery since it opened in 2016, and with all of the excitement going on in that region, I had never actually stopped to check them out for myself. Thankfully, Josh Donohoe from Sunshine Coast Craft Beer Tours included Ten Toes on his itinerary when Pete and I visited the area earlier this year, and we recorded this great chat with owner Rupert Hall. Enjoy the conversation. Rupert Hall, Tentos Brewery. Thank you very much for having uh, us, and welcome to Beer as a Conversation. My pleasure. Good to be here. But I have to say, as a Queenslander, as somebody who sort of has grown up and watched the emergence of craft beer in South East Queensland and, you know, really passionately supported it, I have to apologise that this is my first visit (laughs) to Tentos. You've been open for three and a half years. Three years, yep. um, Three years, and you've just had three beers in the hottest 100 craft beers but you opened so quietly and you've flown under the radar almost so deliberately that with everybody else demanding attention I've not made the uh, the effort and I ha- and I have to apologize for that. So uh, you know I'm really excited to 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 actually be here but maybe you can sort of start off by telling us a little bit of a background about who you are and how you came to be in the beer industry yeah, yeah for sure
1: and i must say we do like fly under the radar <laughs> it's uh yeah look back background was uh just a home brewer all-grain brewer uh, stumbled across a few different beers to your mainstream at a bottle one day and I thought this is pretty pretty cool
0: i've just um published a chat with sean sherlock and he goes back to the late 90s for, for that period when he got into home brewing. Yes. How old are you and you know and, and, and what stage in the beer movement did you get into home brewing? For
1: sure. Um, well into the early 40s, I'll say that. Um, and what would be be 20 years I guess. so 15 years roughly brewing uh, home brewing and then we've been going here for sort of three years. So um, yeah, it, it just sort of came out of nowhere. living in Tasmania at the time working with pharmaceutical pharmaceutical companies.
0: Um, are, are you a Queenslander by birth? or New South Wales. New South Wales, okay. okay. New so South Wales by Tassie to the to,
1: sunny coast. To Queensland via Papua New Guinea. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I decided that I'm going to have a crack at, at brewing. I had no interest in brewing sort of kits. So I found a few little books on all-grain brewing and made a few phone calls around Tassie and I managed to rustle up a little bit of malt. And uh, the very first batch, I think, was like an English mid. And... Uh, four or five kilos went through the little handheld coffee grinder. I think it was four and a half hours to, to, to mill the first batch and uh, brewed it and came through and at the time I was just like just drank that and it was like so fresh and you could taste the malts and the hops were so fresh and it's like I'm opening a brewery. Right there and then, so uh, with a bit of engineering background, I, I sat there sort of crunching a few
2: numbers, and very quickly realised I wasn't opening a brewery yeah. anytime
1: soon. And uh, so I was stuck... say, cause, uh,
2: no man is an island, and, and no more is that true than in the brewing industry, because you, you, nobody's got the cash to to realistically, you know, set up a, a commercial scale brewery. So were you the only uh, brewer in the crew, and, and like where did the?
1: Yeah, well down there it was literally was an island, and uh, I was the only only home brewer that wow. I knew of down there. Um, and so I just, just sat there doing my own thing and researching it. And I, I love the
2: science behind it all. Uh, and was is that where the pharmaceutical, like is your background in... Mechanical engineering, the... uh, okay, yeah. project
1: management. So I've sort of worked through projects, railways... Um,
2: but it's also different. through process, so you've got a good need for process engineering. And the importance yeah. of
1: process. Yep, yeah. so pharmaceuticals where I got a good grounding in that and validation. Uh, then gold mining, uh, designing and developing and building gold mines in Papua New Guinea so that that whole process control has is, is been the focus for ourselves so
2: so fast forward how do we get to yeah yeah
0: so well, i'm just looking at whiteboard kind of st- here, the whiteboard over here the a to-do thing. list build a brewery <laughs> make beer get on the telly so build brewery job done tick yep.
1: yeah
0: that's actually the whiteboard we,
1: when we first moved into this shed that whiteboard came in i just kept it simple two things <laughs> build brewery make beer,
2: and uh, have
0: you got on the telly Quite a few times. it's <laughs> okay. no, not my aim.
2: It just sort of yeah. happens So, what's yeah, the next business you're moving into? You've done <laughs> everything you set <laughs> yeah. out to
1: do. No, that's right. In this case, but... So, um, no, no, I was flying out of Papua New Guinea, um, three and three even time, and uh, I was flying home, brewing beer, and going back to New Guinea. So that so, was
2: so, PNG to Tassie. Yes. Yeah. Yep, okay. All the way.
1: Wow. Uh, then they relocated us to Brisbane, so I could actually see my family because I was full time in Brisbane part-time in Papua New Guinea, and I think I got home for I three days in nine months. So, um, but yeah, so the passion was always there. Um, and then the gold, sort of at the time, the, the gold prices tanked out and redundancies came around, and, and my redundancy basically was the brewery. So um, I sat there for about another two years, crunching I've got away. i this I'm
0: money, what will I yeah. do with it? <laughs> <laughs> i get rid of this really Do I want
1: to go back doing more projects, fly and fly out?
0: Or, I, uh, I was thinking more, do I put it in the pokies? Or do <laughs> I put it into a, a, a brewery in, a, oh, in, in an out of the way location? That's so
2: right. you on your own, or yes, absolutely, just my yeah, wife so and was, I. For the family business. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, it wasn't she, like the old, you know the mates who home brewed in the back shed and said you know what we should do. No,
1: look, just literally on we, own. Back in the day, when I was looking on the business plan and developing it all and the budgets, we looked at about fourteen sites across the coast. Um, from one end to the other, and every site had a different business model associated to it. And we were on the lookout for potentially a business partner, somebody who knew the restaurant game, the bar game. They could do front of house, I could do back of house, put our money together and have a brew pub. Um, so we talked to a few people along the way, and um, yeah, not all our ideals lined up. And um, you know, back at one point there, the dollar was riding high against the US, and it was looking like we are just going to be to self-fund this 12 hectare brewery, nice shiny kit. And uh, six months later, it all crashed out, and it was like, you know, Back to
2: 73 cents. Yeah. And it was, yeah,
1: literally. And it was like, oh, this isn't going to happen. So it was a bit devastating at the time. Uh, and then we stumbled across some unique equipment around the place and went on the way to building a frankenbrew system. But I was going to say, it's a... It's a <clears throat> dairy vats, dairy vats, the kettle's kettles custom built. Um, you know, but it's uh, it does the right things in the right places. And I think that's where you go back to your process control and you've got insulated stainless steel vats, that's all you need. So it was, um, we spent the money where we needed it on temperature control, pH control, a bit of lab equipment, all those sort of things, um, you know, oxygen meters and those sort of things. But where we could skimp, we did skimp. And, we
2: sort and of... yeah, and there are some things that you can jerry-rig or you can kind of cobble together and, and it'll do the job, it's just not a streamline. But yeah, it, it's interesting that you, and I'm guessing that that's that project management background that you you work out what are your non-negotiables, yep. what are the you know critical fail points, right? You know what if we skimp on that, then all the money we've saved on this is you know that's
1: right. And then get the off. cash flow going in the business, and we you go back in and then start to add in those other pieces that you like. But so in terms
2: of that cash flow, did that yep. start? Did you um, go the contract route or get your get your beer made? You know, Gypsy brew or whatever. No, or it was, no, so it was straight here.
1: Open open the doors, start brewing on this bit of kit. And uh, again, we did a very solid opening, We're not one for for loud noises. So we literally put the roller doors up. And um, I think we did one Facebook post to say, hey, doors are up this afternoon for a couple of hours and the place was full.
2: Well, I think other than (laughs) that, I I speak for most Melburnians where we probably hadn't heard of you until the the Hottest 100 back in January, Um, I only knew because Matt had sort of mentioned it in passing, but I couldn't sort of picture where it was or,
0: you know. Well, as I said, I'd drop in here, and uh, you know, like if I was up the Sunshine Coast, I'd stop in and see Black Bunny Kitchen. um, And you know, didn't have much reason to go past there because you don't hear that song and dance, which is, but it doesn't sound like you needed to either. Well,
1: we, we, pretty pragmatically, like we're a very small brewery. So, you know, we're we're 500 litre bat size. We had the capacity, if we we bust our guts, to pump out a thousand litres a week or a little bit over um one man band doing it all and what's the point of making the noise because to the say phone calls if, came in to buy a beer i didn't well, i can't it.
2: actually bring yeah I as, actually, as we sit here so I, I,
1: i'm a big one for saying well why make all the
0: hype when
1: you need to actually look after your home turf first yeah. and that's what we did we focus on looking after sunny
0: coast but in talking about a one-man band as we sit here pete and i have had a fairly hectic day getting from, you know, Josh has been keeping us for a fairly tight time frame. You're sitting here still dripping with sweat. <laughs> Sweating like a fat um, man's arm. Yeah. That's fair <laughs> so, so you paint the picture. It's not an easy job when you're the bloke that's in there doing everything.
1: No, that's right. And there's different models. So some people can open up, they get all the capital in, get the nice equipment, you know what staff you want to throw at it, and then you've got to make sure you're selling that beer on point and getting that cash flow. Um, but we were happy to go the slow route. So it meant, you know, I would love the brewing, love the process. Um, Scared shitless of selling beer, <laughs> but but that came in time, and um, I think you just grow. So we we're very organic growth, and meant we got to know intimately each part of the business as we grew, and
2: we grew it at our pace. Um, so Robert, have, here's a good opportunity, I guess, to you know to thank some of those guys who who, who took the punt and and, and backed you. Yeah. Where can you find Tento's beer outside of the yeah. brewery here? Uh well. So pretty much Noosa to Cloundra,
1: um, yep. that's that's our market, and pretty much just on the coastal fringe. Uh, so there were some great venues back in the day when there weren't a lot of craft venues. You know, three years ago on the coast, so um, you know the Green Zebra restaurant was one of the first cabs off the rank. They they met us, put us straight on, and we haven't been off since. Um, you know you got Taps, um, great Wobba. guys, in the Wobba, yep. They they've thrown us on, and we we're pretty much always on down there. Um, uh, you know. So, and it's just been growing since then. So we've really sort of built the relationships with each venue rather than going with marketing, sales hype, and pressure sales. It's, yep. it's been more the getting to know the owners or the bar manager and working with what works for them.
2: And when you say just me, yep. you, like you haven't was, got an assistant brewer, you haven't got a... We do like now. The, we do yeah. now.
1: But for the first 18 months, I was the brewer, uh, the bottler, the kegger, the delivery driver, the sales guy, the purchasing, the accountant, the, the whole lot. Yeah. So we were literally going seven days, one person.
0: So talk to us like you, the, the, what you're describing to us is the real fairy tale notion of craft you know some bloke given it a go because he, he loves it cobbled together a system and that was the fairy tale um, at the you know at the start of the, the the craft brewing movement as we've seen the, the movement move on we've seen more and more professional outfits you know people sort of getting the purpose-built, they're not buying 30-year-old breweries and customising them, they're getting purpose-built, um, you've come from a home brewing background, did you do any professional training, did you do any internships, or did you literally just go from home brew and then scaling up to your own venue?
1: Yeah, pretty much home brew is scaling up, but I suppose with the, the sort of engineering and science background, I, you know, I literally went out and the first thing I did when I decided to open a brewery was I ditched all my accounts to the home brewing networks. Um, I just went it was too hard to sort, sh- sort through the shit to work out what, what was truth so I literally went out and bought brewing textbooks oh I are uh, going to say you subscribed to Bruce News <laughs> <laughs> so I bought brewing textbooks um, you know, I brought oh that's the next so, next thing. so you so learn yeah, the facts and the science behind it without opinions of yep. what's going on um, yeah, the, one of the I still remember back to about the point of going do we do this or not do it um, and we came down to a um, pretty much a bucket list of what we had to do to either make that decision. And one of those things was just to go down to Sydney and work in a brewery and do a little short course on brewing. And I thought, I'll either come back and go, I'm not ready for this, or I'll come back and go, we're ready.
2: Open the doors tomorrow. yeah Yeah.
1: Um, so, you know, Willie the Boatman. Um, Pat and Nick opened the doors to me down there. Great I think they'd only just opened themselves. Yeah. Um, so I went down there, I did a...
0: So you didn't need to go work for somebody who had a little bit more experience <laughs> than you? <laughs> oh. Well,
1: yeah, you, know, you walk into the tap room, you taste the beers and you go, know, they're tasting pretty good to yeah. me. And then you go and see that they're, they're brewing yeah. on, a, on a, a Frankenbrew system as well, that I think they bought for $30,000 from Victoria somewhere. Um, yeah, and some really down to earth guys. And you look at how they're brewing and you think, you know what? if, if If that's how they're doing it and they're making great beer, then I think we're in pretty good stead too. Um, We did a brewing course with, I think it was Vince Constanzo. Vince Constanzo? Yep. So I did a little five-day course with him down there for the same reason of coming back and going, I either know it or I've learnt enough to do it or,
2: gee, I'm not even close. And Vince is great people because he's got that that big house background but also that, I guess, he's probably singing a a similar song to you in terms of um, the technical... You know, engineering sort of
1: style. That's right. So, And it is, it's getting that range of experience. So from, you know, being consultant to, to big breweries or new startups through to, he's a, he's a home brewer
2: himself. So. And who drinks 10 Toes? Where are you? Like you? you guys are. Well, even well, <laughs> we just, we just yeah, before we walk do. Walking through the, the tap yeah. room, the bar out there, well, I, I, I saw... There was a young lady on her own, on yeah, her own what, two young ladies on, on different tables, tables. there yep. was a bloke there with his kids. A couple of high viz. Yep. and then a few blokes from, I think, Jaguar or Land Rover, so there must be a dealership Loke or something like yes, Yeah, yeah. But, well, but well, all I'm, very different, uh, spread of ages, a spread of... It is, and I, and I don't know if that's And we're talking early,
0: mid, after, you know, mid to late afternoon on a Thursday, so... Mind you, it's 30 degrees and... and there's, there's a cyclone, it's pretty sure, and Oh, jeez. extra salty peanuts on the bar.
1: that's it i'm pretty surprised by the 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 breadth of the demographic uh and it's it's changed over the years we've seen it change um but we've got we start off with a more mature crowd so we usually had sort of more that 35 to to 55 60s Uh, but we see everyone and that's that's what i love about it is you'll see the hive is the tradies coming in and some of them just want to start on a lager but before long they're drinking everything under the sun, goes as and IPAs and porters and but then we've got, you know, businessmen who, who sort of come in and there's groups who come in on a Wednesday. So now we've got these sort of all levels of the, the economy through through the Sunshine Coast all congregating together. And I don't think you'd all see that
2: at most most venues. And do you have a flagship seller, the one that you go, I can run out of anything except you know, oh. Is it the longboard lager and the I, I, I the
0: guess so here. I, I guess we've got four beers in front of us. So what do we? Yeah, yeah we've got, so yeah, so we got the so longboard got lager. The, the
1: lager, uh, just a, a great traditional lager. Nice, and nice crisp edge to it. Yep. Um, it, it's a great gateway beer. You just get people in. Uh, then we've gone to the pipeline pale ale. Uh, just a fairly typical session pale ale. Yep. Nice sort of melon mango. You know, Wasn't say a pinch it's, it's of it's citrus.
2: You could but almost call it an Australian style. It probably payload. is. It's, probably it's just got that nice tropical hang,
1: hanging between Australian and, and there's some US hops in there as well. Yeah, uh, but it's not out there to break
2: records. It's and it's, not, not, it's not a big bitter bomb.
1: No. So we want it to be session, and that's probably what we sell the most of. Um, you know, you look at the, the tanks and what we've grown with our fermenting farm out there. That um, we started with the five 500 liter tanks, and you know, it was pretty amazing when we had to brew the pail every week. And then it was two tanks for the pale. And then we finally had enough to buy a 12 hect conical, which we chopped our kettle, extended it, and we said, that's the pale ale tank. <laughs> and we still had two of the small tanks going on pale ale.
2: And then we I love the way two- he says it as if it's a weekend project. <laughs> yeah. You know?
1: Then we find, oh, knock out some shelves for the bathroom and that's it. Um, <laughs> <We> just
2: <laughs> chop some <and>, curtains <laughs> and, and chop mode. That's it. Then we finally chop, we got two printer.
1: more twelve heck conicals and it's like right, we'll be able to have two of those for the pale ale and maybe scale another beer up to the twelve heck And then we had three three
2: pale ale tanks and a, and a six hundred liter tank. I'm drinking the the happy days IPA. IPA. Is an absolute cracker? It's tasty, but it's not. A, again, it's not. It, it's subdued. It's but not bad, and you know? I reckon there'd be people who go, oh, it's probably not. Is balanced? Dare oh, yeah, we say now we'll get letters
0: about so, yeah, that? And yeah, thank balance. you to our, uh, all of our contributors. So that's
1: something we've always focused on here was balance, and you know, our beers have sort of grown a little bit as the demographics changed here. But when we first opened the doors, they're
2: very balanced beers. Did that come from your your personal beer palette, or from your homebrew experience, no, I, I think or it came just a need a desire to
1: go? You know what? I think it came from a commercial reality. Yeah. So I knew the beers I would like to drink, um, but I thought if I brewed those, probably not going to sell a lot. So it was, it was finding a nice range of beers that were very balanced that, that anyone could walk in. If you like your craft and you're up from Sydney, Melbourne, you can still appreciate it as a balanced beer.
2: Um, and then we've got the, the VP, which is... Vanilla Porter. The Porter. Vanilla yep. Porter. Yep. so just, again... Which very, I've got to admit, easy. this is one I've been looking for, but all the breweries we've been to so far have not... Well, I mean, we are in summer at the end of the day, so maybe they, they bring those in for those three or four days on the Sunshine Coast where it's winter. <laughs> Um, but it's it's really it's pleasant on to, to see Coast. a nice yeah. you know. We brew that as a just s- a little bit moreish.
1: Yes. Uh, without, it's not a, a full-bodied porter. Uh, it's sort of. But I can imagine lighter. having a dozen
0: oysters sitting down at a dozen yes, oysters, oysters and, and having it. that.
1: That's
0: right. Now tell us we we, we do have um, we are running to a um, tight time frame, but you open quietly, you fly under the radar, you don't do any advertising. And three yeah. beers in the hottest 100 and two. How many beers have you got in total? Oh, eight at
1: any one time. But probably five in the core range.
0: Core range. Yep. And you've had and three five, in the... Three, all nine, Two in the second hundred. Yep. Do four. you have... Like, did you do any um, advertising promotion, in-house uh, you know, promotion about... Please vote for us on this one hundred. Do you have a mailing list of thirty thousand people that you you mind?
1: No, I'll buy one if you got on. <laughs> one. Everyone, everyone who's ever been in like, a
2: gold mine in Papua New Guinea uh, was getting on their little laptop or their tablet, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. sending up a smoke signal. I don't think we were
1: overly loud about it. Um, it was so you got the. We, we had a few little flyers out in the tasting room. Um, so each table, a little thing sitting there saying, you know, if you like this beer, if, beer. if you like it, give yes. us give us a plug, put not, us you know, on the Australian. No, not quite. So, no. <laughs> But that was pretty much about it. And like, you know, Was this was the first year, organic. so you've
2: been here three years, was yes. this the first year that you'd registered your beers for the Hottest 100? I think I got in
1: five days before I finished voting last year. Okay. And I think we got a beer in the top 200. Right, okay. <laughs> so, from memory. But, um, but this was our first year, we actually thought well, we'd better get
0: this in early and make sure it's on there. And, uh, so, so, so apart from listing and having a couple of flyers out do you have a mailing list? Do you have a Facebook page?
1: I've sort of got a mailing list, but it's locked up in a website somewhere. We haven't actually <laughs> downloaded it and started using it. So, if you want to subscribe, we'll, we'll get an email out to you that next like year. Well, we'll stick it
0: in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Well, we might have to do a collaboration. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, um, so, so, well, what, what do you put it down to? Um, because I've got a theory, and we've, we've talked about it on the podcast before. Yeah. It's distribution by Hype Squared. And you don't have distribution, and you're certainly not hyping. Mm. So where did the votes come from? Well, I think we've got a very
1: strong following on the sunny coast. So I think possibly that we've got you know, a fairly new uh, demographic across the Sunshine Coast. So craft is very new, and it's very much on the tip of everybody's tongue. Yeah. Uh, the newspapers love any story they can find to do with the brewery up here at the moment. So I think the fact that it's a very young market, um, and we're probably very well
2: known across the coast. And they're pretty social media savvy, as well, I yeah. guess, because you look at it, it's not, it can't be a fluke if there's your mates have done a, a similar kind of um,
0: effort this year. Uh, but but that, that's like and I'll, I'll compare and contrast because your mates are really good at working in the social media. They, um, you know, the whole business is brewed around um, that. that, that we, your mates, get in, create a community around, mm. around them, and they've done that very, very successfully. And they had both of their beers in the, the top one hundred. Ten toes um, has been, and, and I'll, I'll be honest, like when we were sort of uh, sort of doing our research about coming up here, I had to sort of who's the brewer at Ten toes again? Who's, who's the owner <laughs> again? Because it wasn't a name that leapt uh, to, to the front of our uh, minds. And yet you've had three, beer, you've had five beers in the top 200, and you know there are very high-profile breweries that haven't made it in the top 100 at all. Um, and it, 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 you know, it is interesting because it, to get a, an audience that is engaged in the brewery, um, that knows about the hottest 100, is is a big thing.
1: Oh, it is absolutely, and I think that's, you know, that's, that's the best thing we could do is just put it to other people. Well, it comes back to voting at the end of the day. It's a bit of a hype thing, but. Um, I, I sit there flicking through Instagram and I hate Instagram. But all <laughs> I saw through that period was vote for us, vote for us, vote for us. And I went, I've just flicked past 50 of them having thought about voting. And I asked a few other people out and I said, yeah, they just see them but they don't vote. So how do you actually engage that person to then vote? And we thought, well, the easiest easiest voting people we're going to get are the people who are coming in here.
2: Yeah, because yep, they're, they're already They're already, they're already engaged. They're sitting yeah, down. They've got the
1: time inside. to have a beer. They're probably sitting on their phone. Put the website in front of them and while they're having a beer, they're
2: probably going to jump on a boat. And we talk a lot about leveraging off the results, you know, success in the hottest one particularly for debut breweries or, or breweries who have sort of, you know, really jumped into the into the limelight. It can often be really hard, and we often, we talk about Michael Cameron from you know Pirate Life, who said he got 250 emails in the the two days after they had three beers in the in the top ten. But they don't care about. I know the it doesn't market. matter now. <laughs> doesn't I know it's matter. a different story now. <laughs> but the thing is, you guys are in a position where. You know what? I I can't afford to hype it up because I can't if it beer. works, I yeah I'm just going to disappoint people. If no. I bring a hundred new people in wanting more <laughs> beer or another you know ten cafes and restaurants or bars, sorry, I can't help you. We, we can't, that's right. So at the moment, how do you? I guess where do you go from here? Yeah. So is it is it is it just? A so case of, I notice you've you've used the um the great little sort of very high quality, um you know waterproof decals. Um, with the Gab 100, Top 100 sticker yep. that the guys provide and you've got those on the, the tap decals out the front. Is that just a nice way of, I guess, those people who maybe didn't make a song and dance where, oh, I voted for you, but, but just did, can come in and go, oh, that's, that's nice that there's a, that kind oh, of definitely. The circle's that's, that's, complete.
1: That's probably some great feedback for everyone to, not, to know that it actually meant something
2: yeah. for that vote. Yeah, Absolutely. You've yeah. you've got to work out a way to, you know, well, stretch think, that out to
0: next year. Yeah, um, well, our
1: production capacity is our, is our limitation. So for us at the moment, there's not a lot of point making a hype. So if we could delay the I, hottest 100 for six months, <laughs> that'd be yeah. great.
0: So, but are you at capacity? Could, could you physically make more beer now yourself? Uh, we've eased off.
1: We've just installed two 25 hect tanks. So we've, we've just made it through Christmas period. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got a little bit of capacity, but not, not a lot. Um, but obviously, you know, coming off the back of, of gaps, you know, the, the number of email inquiries that we've had from Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, it's like, well, we can't fill those those orders or those requests. But uh, we've got a twenty uh production brew house on the way, which will be here and commissioned by June. Um, on this site. This site.
2: Okay, so it'll be. There.
1: Yep. So we're gutting all this out in the meantime and start again. Wow. Uh, and that now, even with that in saying that, we're only going to target Southeast Queensland. We're just gonna keep keep our little market very close.
2: And by the sounds of it, you've pretty much already pre-sold your increased capacity. Quite, quite, You've then got to grow again. Quite possibly.
1: So I think the key thing at the moment is keep looking after our, our immediate customers on the coast. Um, they're our family, they've supported us. Um, and then we're, once they got you here. That's right. And once this kits in, then let's look at creating a little bit of hype to help us when we sort of go
0: off home turf. And I think So just as we're finishing up, you're pleased with the decision? Or do you, do you... Oh,
1: I'm glad where we are now. Absolutely, uh, would I do it again as hard as I did? <laughs> Possibly not. Um, I guess. I guess the pertinent question is: Is the family happy? Oh, absolutely. Well, we are now, and look, it's been tough. It's been. A hard w-
0: w- were there times you sort of thought the only reason I'm still doing this is because I've invested my payout into this thing, and I need to make it work? Well, it's, it has to work. It's small business, and it's a high
1: capital small business, so it, it has to work. Um, yeah, you know, I'm used to being a project manager for BHP Billiton and Newcrest Mining, and if you need a few more dollars, please boss, can I <laughs> some more? Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, the boss hasn't got any more. So, um, look, I-, I think it's probably more being tired and fatigued. That- that's that's when you get your low points, and you know, when you when you're the only dog doing all the work. Um, but does yeah.
2: that balance out with every weekend I'm seeing the family? I knock off at oh. night and I go home and I see my family. Absolutely, absolutely. And rather than three months, uh, three three days in three, and three, three nine weeks months. away. That's yeah. right.
1: But at least where we've grown it to now, we've got a great little team on board um, and it's more and more starting to run itself and I can sort of focus on on the business and not be tied up in it. in saying that, when the new brew kit comes in, I'm going to be the first <laughs> <I'm going laughs> one so.
0: it before me. Yeah. There are only many, many conversations, Pete. When I want to stand up and clap at the end of, of this the is chat, it's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. Well, congratulations, no. Rupert. So uh, you know, of, uh, really pleased we, we got here. And congratulations on everything you've achieved in the in the three years at Ten Toes, and also the hottest one hundred. And yeah, we really look forward to uh, hopefully sneaking in, you know, for for a few quiet ones when we're not on the, when the clock's not running. Well, always welcome, and give it
1: six to eight months, and we'll be making a little bit more hype. I dare say, <laughs> as we push beer off the coast. So, that's no, a great, great opportunity, and uh, enjoy the rest of your time up here on the coast. Thanks very so much. To, uh, thanks very much. My pleasure.
0: And that was Rupert Hall. It was great to visit, thanks to Josh's Sunshine Coast Craft Beer Tours, and that makes the point why beer tours like Josh's are such a great resource. We highly recommend them. And thanks to our good friends at Beer Cartel, the letter of the week will receive a mixed six-pack of Australian craft beer. When Brews News cast and crew are buying online, we buy at Beer Cartel. We love hearing your thoughts on the stories we cover, because beer is a conversation. And we look forward to another conversation next week.